You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 94, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! I hope you are excited to hear about books because I am excited to talk about books. Always excited to talk about books. But particularly today. It's been a long, difficult winter slash beginning of spring. It's been raining here for like weeks. I'm tired of it. But I have finally, finally gotten back into my reading groove. I feel like my old bony self again. And I've been reading a lot of backlists, so that's exciting. So I'll have lots of things to talk about in the coming weeks. Um, and I'm going to tell you about a little bit about some of it today. But first, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Soho Teen and The Art of Losing by Lizzie Mason. A drunken mistake, a life-changing accident, the bonds of sisterhood are tested by addiction and a crushing betrayal in Lizzie Mason's debut. When 17-year-old Harley Langston sees her boyfriend kissing her sister Audrey at a house party, she's furious. But when her boyfriend drunkenly tries to drive Audrey home, he crashes, leaving Audrey in a coma. Adrift in a sea of guilt, grief, and anger, Harley is surprised to reconnect with Rafe, an old friend just out of rehab. As Audrey recovers, Harley can see a path forward with Rafe's help, one guided by honesty and forgiveness. Discover Lizzie Mason's stunning YA debut inspired by her own experience getting sober at 16. New York Times bestselling author of Girl in Pieces, Kathleen Glasgow, calls it a book that belongs on every shelf, and Bustle says The Art of Losing is riveting, is a riveting story about loss, addiction, and love. You can find it on sale now in hardcover and ebook form from Soho Teen, wherever books are sold, and we thank them for sponsoring. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. So today I was thinking um, what I would talk about, and it wasn't really working. Um, so I got a whole bunch of really cool books today, uh, upcoming books that I'm very, very, very excited about. And so I decided to pick through a few of them and to mention so that you can be like, oh, that sounds cool, okay, or I'm excited to hear that that's coming out. And then I would tell you a little bit uh, about, like, a backlist that sort of pertains to them. Um, starting with John Crowley's new book. He has a book coming up called And Go Like This, Stories. Um, he wrote a book called Little Big, which came out almost 40 years ago now. I read it in junior high. Uh, I barely remember it, except I remember that I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I kind of relied on the synopsis to to remind me a little bit about it. It's about a guy named Smokey Barnable who travels from the city to Edgewood because there's a prophecy that said he must marry Daly Alice Drinkwater. And the whole book is, it's giant, first of all. It's, it's just, should, should be called Big Big. Um, it's about four generations of a family who live sort of on the border of this world and another world. It's very magical. I really enjoyed it. When I read Winter's Tale by Mark Halpern, a few years ago, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Also in size, because that is a huge book, too. Um, but And Go Like This is coming out from Small Beer Press, so of course I'm going to read it because I love, love, love them. And I did just get his book, Ka, K-A, um, but I haven't read that one yet, but I'm excited to. So maybe I'll reread Little Big and read Ka before this comes out. Um, so again, that is Little Big, Little, comma, Big by John Crowley. I also got a new book called A Good Neighbor by Therese Ann Fowler. She wrote a couple of uh, books about real people, fictional accounts of real people, uh, one being Z, a novel of Zelda Fitzgerald, and the other being A Well-Behaved Woman, a novel of the Vanderbilts. Both very good books. 
two fascinating women from the turn of the 20th century. Um, Alva Smith married into the Vanderbilt family. They were like one of the richest families in the country, but sort of socially shunned. And she tried to turn that around. Um, and then the Z being Zelda Fitzgerald, of course, um, her husband was F. Scott Fitzgerald, who famously sort of stole a lot of her ideas and then let her go and live in an institution while he carried on with other people. Um, and I remember skipping school one day to read the biography of Zelda Fitzgerald written by Nancy Mitford, which is really, really good. I wonder if it still holds up. Like, I wonder if it's still interesting. Um, anyway, I, I'm going on a tangent now, but um, she's really great, Teresa Ann Fowler. So that is A Well-Behaved Woman and Z, a novel of Zelda Fitzgerald, which I believe is being made into a series or is a series now. Um, so you can look for that. I also received The Book of Lost Saints by Daniel Jose Older, which I am so excited about. Um, this is an adult novel. Most of his books have been for teens or middle grade ages, but this is an adult novel and says it's about a woman who disappeared during the Cuban Revolution whose ghost reappears in present-day New Jersey to her nephew. And actually, it says her foul mouth spirit, so that has to be funny, right? Like, a ghost with who swears a lot. I'm super excited to read this. Um, he has been so, so, so busy the last couple of years. He's He's got the Bone Street Rumba um, series, which is like an urban fantasy series he's been writing for several years. Uh, his Shadow Shaper series, which is a YA supernatural series. The third book comes out in January, I think. Uh, there's the Dactyl Hill Squad, which I talked about on the new show, came out last year, which is a middle grade series that takes place during the CW. I said CW because I wrote CW, but I might say Civil War. It takes place during the Civil War. Um, it's like the Civil War, but with dinosaurs, because that's a thing that could happen. And then he writes Star Wars books. He's a very, very busy man. Um, so, And I highly recommend everything. I'm just going to like flat out just say everything that he writes. Pick him up. Daniel Jose Older. He's great. Uh, my next pick is Liz Moore. I absolutely love her. Uh, she has a book coming out from Riverhead called Long Bright River. And her last two books... I don't know if they're her only two books before this. I, I don't actually know the answer to that. But uh, she has a novel called Heft, which is about a man named Arthur Opp. He weighs 550 pounds, and he hasn't left his Brooklyn home in over a decade. And he gets a phone call from a former student, and she's pleading with him to help her with her teen son, who's kind of lost his way. Um, and, and he decides he's going to do this. Um, it's really wonderful. It's probably the closest thing to the giant's house that I've ever read. Um, the Giant's House is, like, perfect by Elizabeth McCracken. But, like, if you had to pick something, like, close to it, I would say Heft is definitely it. And then there was her other novel that came out a couple years ago called The Unseen World, which was about a young woman named Ada, who is a brilliant, brilliant young woman who was raised by her brilliant, brilliant father. Um, she was homeschooled. They live in Boston. He's a scientist. He runs a computer lab. And he becomes very ill and essentially can't communicate any longer. Uh, and Ada sort of starts investigating his work and what he was doing before he got ill. And she learns all of her father's secrets, which sort of changes her life. Um, and just marvelous. I wish more people would read that book. I feel like I didn't get enough attention when it came out. Um, that one is The Unseen World. And the other one is Heft. And the author is Liz Moore. And I got another book today 
called The Adventure of the Peculiar Protocols, adapted from the journals of John W. Watson by Nicholas Meyer. And I was looking at this, and it looks like he wrote one called The 7% Solution, which is also an, a supposedly unpublished story by John Watson. And that one came out like 20-something years ago. And then there was another one, too. So this is a continuation just a little couple of decades later. Um, so I guess they're unpublished cases uh, of Watson and Sherlock's adventures. Uh, there's, there's still a lot of Sherlock stuff going on. Like, that hasn't really worn off lately. Lots of Sherlock books still being published. And there's so many different takes on it. There's the TV shows, which are, you know, contemporary takes. There's a YA series where it's Charlotte Holmes. Um, there's the one that's, like, from the point of view of his pipe. Uh, who, and his pipe falls in love with his deerstalker cap. Uh, which is actually a thing that I just made up. That's that's not real. But if somebody wants to write that book, I completely give you my blessing. Uh, but speaking of Charlotte Holmes, there is another Charlotte Holmes series uh, that I highly recommend, which is what I wanted to mention. Um, it's called The Lady Sherlock Series. The first in the book is called A Study in Scarlet Women. And it's by... Oh my goodness, uh, I forgot to write her name down. Sherry Thomas. There we go. I didn't forget to write her name down. I just can't read my own handwriting. Um... And Charlotte Holmes is a young woman in Victorian London. She's very unconventional. She's kind of a free spirit. She really hates the restrictions put on women. And she is going to try and solve three mysterious deaths that her father and sister are accused of committing. And, or causing, not committing, causing. And, um, it's, it's so much fun. And like I said, there's, it's a series now, so there's four her there's three and the fourth one is coming out um so that is the lady sherlock series first one being a study in scarlet women and the other book again was the adventure of the peculiar protocols so yeah i got a lot of great books today very excited about this um and for dealer's choice i wanted to tell you that i can't remember because i you know lots of stuff in my head i can't remember if we discussed that i was going to read john saul um, I'm on a horror kick, like a, not just any horror kick, but like, do I say horror funny? Probably because I'm from Maine. Um, but I wanted to read like old stuff that I used to read. So when I was a kid, I read, like I was like eight or nine and I read Nathaniel by John Saul and it scared me so much, like so much more than any other book at that time. And so last weekend I read four John Saul novels because he was like huge, he was huge, huge, huge. It was like John Saul and Robin Cook and, you know, Stephen King were, like, the big horror authors in the 80s. And so I read four of the books. I read all of his books when I was a kid, and so I reread four of them. And I have to say, while it was pleasing to have memories of reading these books, I, I wasn't scared at all. And it wasn't because I remembered what happened, because that's not the case. I, I don't remember what happened in any of them. But I don't know. I think they would be really good. Like, if you read him and you wanted to read him again... You know, I think mm, they'd be really good for, like, junior high kids. I think they were, like, perfect for, like, when I read them at that age. Like, they would be frightening. But they're kind of formulaic. And two of them were, like, almost identical stories. Just, like, the details are just tweaked a little bit. Which, back then, right, you didn't have the internet. So if you read, you know, a book and then you read another one of his novels and it was like, this is basically the same story over but with a boy instead of a girl... Um, you couldn't go on the internet and tell everyone, so you could only complain to, you know, your friends and neighbors. Uh, so it wasn't that big a deal. Um, 
But I think probably junior high. Although I didn't reread the first one and I was reading about it and there was some crazy stuff that was mentioned in this review that I don't remember at all, which if is true would not be appropriate for children at all. Um, so I'm going to reread that one. But or if you've never read a John Saul novel, I mean, he's a great writer. They, they, I mean, even though like I was like, these aren't scary anymore. Um, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, they, they fly by and he carries the story. Like he, he was really great. He doesn't write anymore, although he was writing up until 2009, I guess, but, um, it's good, good stuff. So I also, this is exciting. I also have a bunch of Christopher Pike novels now that I'm going to reread. Speaking of formulaic, like, I don't know how different those are going to be, but I'm just on this like super nostalgia kick with older books I don't know. Maybe that's what's helping get me out of my funk. But anyway, I wanted to tell you that. So John Saul, cool, scary. Mm. I don't know. You be the judge. Um, and that's it for me today. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and thank you to our sponsor, Soho Teen and The Art of Losing by Lizzie Mason. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, who are now six months old, can you believe it? They're huge. They're so big. They're going to be, like, driving soon. Um, you can catch me on Twitter, at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Kelly Jensen to tell you about the week's great new releases, so, oh no, not Kelly, with Rebecca. I lied. I'll be back with Rebecca. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading.